I'm Dean Murdoch, and this is Amazing Places. My guest this week is Colwood City Councilor Gordy Logan. Hi, Gordy. Hi, Dean. How are you? I am fantastic. Gordy, you've been a councilor in Colwood for a number of years. I should say to folks uh, just before we get going that Gordy and I used to be kind of seatmates. We sat next to each other, I think, for 10 years at the Regional Water Supply Commission. Uh, but thanks so much for doing this. Tell us a little bit about you. You've been uh, on city council for a number of years. And uh, what keeps you going? Why, why stay involved for as long as you have? <laughs> that's, that's a good question, Dean. It's been 20, 21 years so far. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. It's, uh, and it's gone very quickly. And uh, I think with every, uh, every year that goes by, it becomes even more exciting because you can see just what impression that, that you've had on the community and, and all the decisions that you've made in the past coming to bear fruit. And that to me is very satisfying. And then to see where we are going and where we can go and still having some influence on that direction. That to me is, is just golden. And it's what keeps me going. I was curious about Ocean Boulevard. So could you set the scene a little bit for us? Could you tell us a little for people who maybe don't get out to Esquimalt Lagoon very often uh, or know Colwood that well, maybe you could tell us a little bit about what is Ocean Boulevard and where, where might people find it? Ocean Boulevard, I tell you, it's, uh, it's one of the jewels of the region. It's uh, two kilometers of, um, of roadway that has the Pacific Ocean on one side and a saltwater lagoon on the other. It has magnificent views. No matter where you, you look, you can see the city of Victoria, D&D, uh, or you can see Royal Roads University and the castle. It, it really is spectacular. People swim there, people fish there, uh, kayak, all sorts of things. Or they just put their feet in the sand and read a book. It's just, it's, it's just fantastic, it's natural. So suffice it to say, it's a, a popular destination for people all over the region. Things change this year, as everyone is familiar. Uh, there have been so many impacts from COVID-19. Uh, and in some cases, in many communities, that meant road closures, trying some different use of road spaces. And Colwood has been no exception. Ocean Boulevard in particular was the site of a, a road closure. So when did that happen? Uh, what was the rationale and, uh, and what, what has the case been since? We closed the road uh, sometime in March, shortly after the uh, pandemic hit, and we were really trying to find our way through all the requirements of, of the good Dr. Uh, Henry. Well, we, were, uh, we, we didn't know what to expect with the uh, pandemic, and we had to react and shift quickly, which means we had to close down parks for a period of time, and we had to react to um, situations that encourage mass gatherings. And certainly we had a string, we had a beautiful spring, warm weather, sunny skies, and that drew people to the beach. That caused us some alarm at the time with the information that we, uh, we, we had. So we made the decision at that time that we needed the, to discourage uh, some of these la mass gatherings at the lagoon. We, we could easily have 20, 30, 40, 50 people down there together and and it just wasn't a safe situation so we made uh, we made the decision at the time that we thought was practical and so closed ocean boulevard to vehicular traffic from one end to the other it, it had some effects on surrounding neighborhoods uh, we got some feedback 
and then the expectation of the public health officer changed and encouraged people to get outside. That started the discussion about uh, having a reopening of, of Ocean Boulevard. Uh, that sparked a lot of um, conversation within the community. I know that there were some changes from that initial decision. So you went from a complete road closure down to just a small section of the road that was closed. So when did that happen? Well, when, when it was closed, uh, closed fully, we, uh, and we got word that, you know, we can, we can have uh, some gatherings on the beach as long as people are social distance. Uh, we decided to um, gradually reopen Ocean Boulevard. It solved a couple of issues. A, it got traffic off the surrounding neighborhoods, but it, it allowed more people to access uh, the beach, especially those that um, have mobility challenges. And so uh, we kept a, a small 400 meter section closed. What that said to me was that, uh, or what that showed me really was that people needed some space to program down on the lagoon. Right now along Ocean Boulevard, there are no sidewalks and uh, there's parking certainly, but it's not very accessible if you've got mobility issues. And if you've got kids, uh, you're scrambling to keep an eye on them uh, so they don't run out onto the road. Because it's so straight, it um, kind of lent itself to people that like to speed. There was a bit of a, a balance in, in my mind as how, how do we want to treat that area? Do we want to treat it as a transportation route or more of a park? Or a destination. So while it was closed, uh, that 400 meter section was closed, I did a lot of ground truthing personally. Spoke to people, hey what do you think, get their opinions, just observe. So we had people, uh, families down there utilizing the, the open space uh, to ride their bikes, feel safe. People with wheelchairs and walkers were using that space. It was really animated so the whole Ocean Boulevard felt different. And at the same time on the weekends, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we had food trucks come down. And so it just animated the area even more. So, so when it came back to council, after a period of, uh, I don't know, a month and a half, two months of having just that 400-meter section closed, it came back to council, said, you know what, we're going to reopen it and fully. We had a bit of a discussion, and at that time, I simply made the motion to... Uh, to keep that 400 meter section closed until the end of September. And in the meantime, you know, just prior to that motion, we had done a survey um, about how people use um, Ocean Boulevard and the Colwood waterfront. There was a strong feeling that uh, council ignored their, their wishes, really. Uh, ignored your wishes, their wishes, because council supported your motion. That's right, yeah. And it, chose it, not it was, to reopen the road. It, exactly. Yeah, it was a 4-3 uh, split on council, which really mirrored kind of what the uh, results were in the survey. It's, uh, now, this was in June. Yeah. The motion was then, or I guess the, the policy as set by council at that point was, we're going to keep this 400-meter section closed until the end of September. And it sounds like implicit in that is we'll then revisit that decision and, and weigh the public input at that point. Uh, yes, yeah, it, it by no means was going to uh, uh, nullify any conversation uh, in between. And in fact, we're going to be talking about it, uh, about the long-term vision of uh, Ocean Boulevard uh, in the next month or so. You mentioned it, it's a long, straight strip. There's no opportunity for people to veer off in either direction. So this, in effect, 
closes the road to through traffic. The vehicles can come in from one end or the other and park, but they cannot drive through Ocean Boulevard because there's this center section, this 400 meter section that is closed to vehicles. Yes, you're bang on. Yeah. Okay. And so now you've created this situation where people are, are using the space. They're socially distancing, physically distancing. They're following the guidelines. Uh, so your concerns initially about the closure of the entire road were allayed. People were enjoying the space and it was creating a, a, a kind of a, a dynamic effect where it was animating that area, uh, looking after a number of those concerns that you talked about with parents not fearing for the safety of their children and creating accessibility because there was no need to use a sidewalk when you could just use that part of the road. And then in Taboot, there are these food trucks. So the weekends then become uh, a real destination of choice. People are choosing this over the summer period as an opportunity to, to get together and have some food and uh, really enjoy themselves without fear of transmission of the virus because there's enough space for them to do that freely in a beautiful setting. Mm -hmm. It sounds to me like you've created the envy of most communities. I mean, that, that is really when you read some of the compelling rationale in downtown Victoria and Oak Bay uh, and other communities, Esquimalt, that, that are attempting these kinds of open spaces uh, by repurposing road space, that is exactly the kind of thing they're looking for. In my view, you've almost bested the government street closure because you've not only is there this open space where people can gather, but there's also beach and waterfront and it's this beautiful natural setting. But then, <laughs> then the other shoe drops. Then there's a decision, which I think you've just had from council, that said, okay, we've now had this summer period where it was closed. We're going to go back to opening up the road. Walk us through that. Why did council decide to reopen the road when so many folks might have viewed this closure in the portion of the road as such a success? I'm glad you asked. And, and really, I, I think what we did was probably ahead of its time. The city, the, the city received an enormous amount of feedback. Uh, from people and 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 if anybody knows the lagoon, anything you do down in that area, it is controversial. It it doesn't matter what you do. Either fifty percent of the residents down there love it, or fifty percent hate it. It is a lose lose situation, no matter what decision you make. But we we did have uh, we had some feedback from people. A lot of people saying, you know what? I depend on that drive through Ocean Boulevard in the lagoon to unwind from a stressful day, to take my, uh, my father or mother, uh, aging parent, down there for uh, a bit of a drive, nice scenic route, and I can't do that anymore. Or, you know what, you've added uh, five minutes to my commute because I can't use that as a thoroughfare. And we heard too that, uh, you know, the process could have been better. And, you know, I reflect back and yeah, they're, they're right. They're, they're right. So based on some of the feedback and, and, and uh, Mayor Martin, to his credit, um, you know, was trying to deflect some of um, and, and address some of the concerns, allay some of the fears and said, you know what, uh, maybe we meet somewhere down the middle and um, we open it up a few weeks early. And, and we'll, we'll continue to have a conversation about uh, the area. Uh, it's just after Labor Day, kids are in school and it, it seemed like a logical uh, time to, to, to reopen it. What this whole process, as 
uncomfortable as it has been uh, for, for me personally, it showed us just how, how people have taken ownership of that, uh, that, that area, that park, and how many people crave to access it that have never been able to access it before because of that closure. So that says to me that if we, if we keep it open, we need to invest. A, we need to slow vehicle traffic down, but we need to invest in infrastructure down there so people can have their trail that is safe to walk and run on or uh, cycle on. And, and we need spots where people in um, wheelchairs, as an example, or, or walkers can, can actually go out and, and uh, experience the waterfront like we can't now. So that's the good that I've taken out of it. I read a little bit. I was really fascinated about this whole decision. And maybe this is the former politician in me craving one of those uh, meetings where everybody shows up with really strongly held opinions and the community really gets engaged. Even though people might seem really upset about things, it's one of those magical moments in community development and community building where people take a very strong interest in what's going on in their community. So I love that about this. Mm -hmm. I read uh, one of the critics of this decision made the comment that he basically called it malarkey, to quote Joe Biden, this idea that we're adding to congestion on the other streets. I think, is it Souk Road? Is that where, where they were saying? Souk and Machosen, yeah. Souk and Machosen, that they're adding to the congestion because of this road closure. I personally, without, you know, I'm not a Colwood City Council, I'm not a resident of Colwood, I have no idea uh, what people's daily commute looks like. But I can't imagine that the intended use of Ocean Boulevard in its configuration was ever intended to be a, a way to alleviate traffic on a major thoroughfare. This, this doesn't have the, the makings of a major thoroughfare that's meant to move traffic quickly. No, you're exactly right, Dean. Um, and in fact, uh, I, I think it's dangerous to, uh, to even consider it as part of our, our main transportation routes simply because Mother Nature is going to have her way with that area. And there will come a day, probably in the not too distant future, that that won't be a through road anymore. And, and we've seen a lot of erosion take place down there already after the gravel pit closed because that's where Ocean Boulevard and the beach received most of its nourishment from the sand was from the gravel pit as uh, sand was dumped in the ocean and just washed down. That's not happening anymore. So it, it will disappear um, eventually. And I really do dispute to some extent uh, the impact it has had on the Chosen and Souk simply because the times we're in. More people are working from home. So we, we have not seen the, the amount of traffic on uh, any of our roads since COVID hit, like we, we did pre-pandemic. Like it's been, it's been quiet for, for, for most intense purposes. You get these blips and stuff, but uh, closing Ocean Boulevard, I'm, I am not convinced that it had a, a significantly dramatic effect on uh, any of our other transportation systems networks. Okay, so now the, the decision is, is done. What do you do now, considering your comments back in June and, and the comments you made to me here about exploring better use for that space and creating a more conducive environment for those who, who want to bring their kids down and enjoy that, that beautiful natural area? 
what does that mean for you? How do you strike that balance between keeping that road open and, and creating that more open dynamic space? Uh, and that's going to be the balancing act, quite frankly. We will be having a discussion in the fall about uh, Ocean Boulevard. And it's not just Ocean Boulevard, uh, Dean. It's, the, it's some of the surrounding neighborhoods, too. So Milburn Drive, Lagoon Road, both are impacted by traffic as a result of um, Ocean Boulevard. You know, so they're, you know, people use those two roads as, uh, to, uh, to get down to the lagoon and, uh, and their family neighborhoods, uh, little sidewalk infrastructure, that sort of thing. So we're going to have to take um, kind of a broad approach to that whole area in addition to Ocean Boulevard. We've got a year to plan here, and, uh, and I think there could be some balance if, uh, if council is willing to make an investment. I could see the road uh, remaining open uh, with some infrastructure improvements, and maybe we close it during the summer in the, uh, on the weekends when kids and families are together the most on a Friday evening, Saturday, Sunday, while we are trying to encourage food trucks down there. So that, that, that could be a compromise along with um, you know, a cycling track or, or, a, or a trail and some other improvements and some, some engineered solutions uh, to, to ensure that the um, uh, traffic keeps uh, their speed down. I, uh, if I had a crystal ball, I'd, I'd say that my colleagues and I are uh, eager to, um, to invest in the area to satisfy as many of the um, requests and concerns that uh, Callwood residents have, but we've received a lot of feedback from, um, from folks around the CRD as well. You said a year, meaning that you're eyeing next summer as the return to some kind of public use of that space. Yeah, I, I think that would be reasonable. I, I, I can't see us closing it or, or uh, even closing it on the weekends before uh, next summer, frankly. I could be wrong, but I, I, I would like to think that next summer, late spring, summer would probably be something that we would be looking at if we were indeed entertaining uh, that option of closing that on the weekends. What do you want people to know about the decision and what might happen next? Council is alive to, uh, to the fact that, um, that people love the waterfront and people are demanding access to the waterfront and they want to be, they, they want to feel safe, but they also want to use it as uh, an avenue to decompress on a drive home. So what I want people to know is that councils heard that, we felt that feedback and now we need to be able to digest it and then react um, so we can try to, uh, try to accommodate as many of the, uh, the wishes and desires as we possibly can and make it as accessible to, to everybody, not just to one, one group, like a, a motorists as an example, but it has to be available and accessible to everybody of all abilities and all modes of transportation. And that's, that's where we need to get to, and I think we will. I can't imagine this would have been an easy decision to make. No, it, it was a very difficult decision to make, Dean. And, um, and I, I, I took a lot of the heat as the, as the mover of the initial motion. And, um, but uh, I'm positive we're in a better place. And, and uh, it's really illuminated some of the issues and the desires down in the waterfront. So that's a good thing. So now that you've had this opportunity to create this kind of space that seems to be such a, a desirable location for people to spend some time, 
Are there other areas in Colwood where this is happening? Have you got some of those destinations that people can, can get out and enjoy the beautiful weather and each other's company, but in the open air without that indoor fear that you get with uh, COVID? Yeah, I mean, Colwood's got like 50 parks. We've got some very large parks too. Uh, Colwood Creek Park that a lot of people bring their dogs to because it's wide open fields and kids and dogs and everybody can run and stay apart. But we also have um, trails in, in the woods that you know, really transport you away from the urban environment. The Torrey Creek Park is an example. You know, it's in a valley that uh, runs parallel to a creek that has, that's a good um, uh, exercise. Uh, test your endurance because it's got some, a good set of stairs, but it's, it's peaceful. One thing that I'm really excited about, Dean, is uh, in Royal Bay, which is our new, uh, one of our new up and coming neighborhoods, We've got a park there, it's called Meadow Park. It's kind of a linear park, it runs along a, a kind of a drainage channel, which is really cool when it's full of water. But that, that runs right through the uh, development. Part of Meadow Park, it's gonna be called Meadow Green. So it's, it's gonna be a huge field. What the city is envisioning is that that's gonna be a space that we can animate. So we're, uh, we're investing um, some money in um, washroom facilities, uh, additional um, electrical capabilities so we can uh, take advantage of seasonal displays, uh, also provide power for food trucks so we can have a festival or something down there. Because we, we see that as, a, as another hub. We've got the waterfront, we'll have Royal Bay as a hub, perhaps uh, uh, Cold Creek Park as, a, as another hub in the future, possibly. There are so many opportunities, Dean, that, uh, that we could better use our space for. And we're actually, um, we're looking at a, um, a parks master plan currently. So we're, we're actually receiving, we want to get input on, on uh, all our different parks, how you use them, how you see them in the future. You know, what service level should we maintain them at? Do you want the long cut or do you really care if it's water? You know, so we're seeking that now and that, uh, that will guide the city in terms of how we uh, treat our uh, our parks, especially those that we can program in. Thank you so much for taking the time to, to talk about the decision and uh, appreciate the benefit of, of your perspective. Thanks, Dean. It's been a pleasure. Gordy Logan is a long-term city councillor in the city of Colwood. Thanks very much, Gordy. This has been Amazing Places. My name is Dean Murdoch. Thanks so much for listening.